once a girl comes to visit her parents, basically, right? And a yeah. creepy ass clown stalks her, and uh, surprisingly enough, the creepy ass clown's not the not the creepiest guy in the film. Gary and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Gary and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Gary fell down. Broke his crown and Jill came tumbling after. Welcome, everybody, to our newest adventure here. Actually, not adventure, mission, mission horror. So here's the synopsis of what we're doing. It's we're a bunch of high school friends who just love sloppy horror movies. Just movies that you watch, you go, what the hell were they thinking? And we can just laugh our asses off at these movies. And it's a mission because it really takes a lot of effort to sit through a lot of these movies. So now when we say horror, that, you know, it's basically anything that has a horror element to it. So it could be a horror comedy, horror sci-fi, a horror horror. It could be whatever. All right. So don't yell at us if you say, oh, that's not really a horror movie. It's our choice. It's our podcast. So you shut up. All right. So <laughs> here we go. So the mission that we had this week, okay, that we all accepted. So mission horror number one was, here we go. Blood Harvest, okay? Now that name right there sounds amazing. Blood Harvest, harvesters of blood, buckets and buckets. What are we gonna do with it? <laughs> but unfortunately, that's quite not what this was. It was more of a blood drip than a blood harvest. <laughs> um, so let's, let's give you a little bit of facts here for this movie before we, we throw it over to Aaron to give us our synopsis of this movie. I think blood drip is actually uh, a kind of tampon you could get. There's heavy fluid. <laughs> that's that's, po that's possibly, you know, I think, I think tampons have, have come a long ways. So I don't think they drip anymore. At, le at least I think on the box, they don't want to say that. Um, so this movie, Blood Harvest, came out in 1987, which was probably a surprise to all of us because the video quality on this looks like it was more 72 than that's 87. True. So pretty, pretty horrible. Um, piece of cinematography here um, this movie was written by four people really Ooh, four people took Too to write cooks. this movie i'm not even going to mention their names because four people <laughs> to write one right. piece of crap so pretty amazing the the one element of this is that its lead actor is tiny tim now if you don't know tiny tim his claim to fame is playing the ukulele and the song tiny so. bubbles I don't know how it goes because I've never listened to it, right? But that's that's his claim to fame. When I first saw it, when it opened up and I heard his voice, I had no idea who this was. I was like, wait a second, that voice sounds familiar. And I heard the, the I could hear a ukulele in my head. And I, I, I went tiptoe through the tulips. And I was like, holy crap, that's that guy? That's great. And, and you'll be surprised. This was his first and only role. Actually, probably not going to be surprised at that at all. So before we get to more facts about this movie, Aaron, why don't you give us a synopsis of what this movie was about? I was uh, trying to rack my brain uh, how, how to uh, go about explaining this movie. Um, it's basically we have Jill uh, goes home to what appears to be a farm in the middle of nowhere to visit her folks and she cannot find her folks. Where is my father? And where is my basically, mother? Basically a creepy clown ends up stalking her. And uh, so you're, you're trying to figure out is, is the clown there for good intentions? You, you kind of think, are there any good intentions a creepy clown can have, you know? And then she's also looking for her parents. So it's, uh, 
you know, without giving too much away, you know, the creepy clown is not the creepiest guy in the film, surprisingly, you know, even being played by Tiny Tim. I'm here. He's not the creepiest guy that you will meet in this movie. So uh, that's the best I can do with this, uh, <laughs> with this movie here. <laughs> so, so this movie, and, and it's, it's funny because it is kind of hard to kind of say what this movie's about because it's all over the place. The beginning yeah. of this movie started with like an ambulance and like rain and then some guy staring out of a window and then it pushes off to a girl walking down. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And it's not like until halfway through the movie that they tell you that was a flashback. Yep. So I was like, what is going on with this movie? So it doesn't start well. And then as you say, there is a, an actress in this film named Etonia Selchik. And, and one of, one of, one of the um, uh, facts about this movie is, Whoops. surprisingly, this was Etonia Selchik's only movie. Well, if you not watch this movie, so it's not pretty surprising <laughs> at all because she's not a very good actress. But I don't think those were the assets they were looking for when they were she, going uh, for this movie, right? Yep, could could you imagine that casting couch audition? Uh, for this movie, right? It's like, um, hey, can you read this scene? And she starts reading. Oh, um, can you take off your top? <laughs> you know, I, I was actually surprised that Harvey Weinstein wasn't listed as a producer on this because kind of seemed to me that that would be the kind of casting he would he would exactly, look exactly exactly. And, and yeah. you know, the whole movie they call her Jill. It's all right, Jill. They're making this very difficult, Jill. But in all of my notes that I was writing during this movie, I, I, I wrote, I referred to her as Debbie Boopson because <laughs> she looked like a Debbie Gibson knockoff with nice. a large chest, basically. Yep. And, um, you know, the clothes she was wearing at the beginning, it looks like she was about to record a TikTok dance challenge um, <laughs> because that, that crop top was so cropped, right? Exactly. So pre pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, so so what, are, what are some of your thoughts about, you know, after... You know, after she goes in and, and, and she goes home and she finds out her parents aren't there, what are, what are your thoughts about that, that beginning when you, we saw a little bit of blood on the, on the, on the house and it was, there were things written around? And, oh, and, and by the way, audience, if you haven't seen this, this, this whole movie, they want you to think that the evil person is this clown, but I think there's like an overarching evil of the bank. Right, because the entire movie is like, "Ooh, the bank is coming for your house, and we don't like your dad because he works for the bank." I mean, the less I see of your father, the better I like it. So that was pretty much the overarching theme for me: is you know, bank people are bad. Right? Yeah, I, I was surprised. You know, they weren't. There wasn't like a um, a blood harvest cash register every time you know, they they slash somebody's throat. But what was your thoughts about that scene? Did it did it seem creepy at the beginning? Do you know? Could you tell what was going to happen? What was going on there? Well, the. Uh... Yeah, I feel like the opening scene, uh, it kind of like right away, it made you feel like uh, Tiny Tim, who is in clown makeup the entire movie, um, it, it makes you feel like he's the, the bad guy, quote unquote bad guy right off the bat. And uh, like you said, there's the opening scene of him singing a creepy song and then, you know, like they're lowering bodies from the rafters and there's an ambulance and it's raining and all that. And um so off the bat, you have that going on. And then uh, I have in my notes that, uh, you know, the, the music right away, the opening credits, the music is especially cheesy. And she's on the phone with uh, someone, and they have the, the cheesy voiceover during the opening credits of her on the phone. And, and one of the first things you see is uh, uh, they're doing the auction. They have uh, Tiny, Ch Tiny Tim sitting there uh, covering his mouth with his hands in a dramatic fashion. And uh, 
I think that definitely sets the scene for what kind of acting you can expect in this movie. Yeah. Um, as far as the, uh, like you said, the the blood on the house, and there's a, a scene where Joe opens the front door, and at first I thought it was a dead body. And I was like, if that, if they're really trying to pull that off as a dead body, like this is going to be amazing. But luckily you find out she's a scarecrow, someone planned there to scare her when she opens the front door. And, um, you know, they have uh, menacing oh, words. Yeah. They have menacing words pain on the outside of the house. And uh, what's funny is I had to rewind it because there's uh, she has a, a donkey pushing a wheelbarrow, uh, like lawn ornament. And the way it's up against the wall, it looks like someone painted that. So I'm thinking to myself, someone painted like menacing words in blood or red paint, you know, and then also they decided to paint a donkey pushing a wheelbarrow. So that, <laughs> that's that's the I'm an artiste. Yeah. I don't do just words. I draw donkeys as well. <laughs> he writes his phone number on the bottom, just like on all the windows of, of restaurants. You don't call me, painted by. <laughs> That's his calling card, exactly. <laughs> Literally, calling card. Call me. Yeah. But then she, after that point, she went to the, the, the sheriff's office, right? Because of the... Yeah. She called the sheriff, and the sheriff was hilarious, right? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. So th think about this for a second, right? Yeah, so, so she has all these things happen. But before that, listen, before that... She, she gets like some menacing phone call and then a brick comes through the window. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and instead of staying there and calling the police, what does she do? I'm going to run out my door into the woods. Are you, <laughs> are you kidding me? She goes near run the out. barn. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like, come on, can you, can you be more, you know, can you be more uh, of, of an obvious cliche in horror movies than, yeah. oh, I'm scared, I'm running into the woods. Like she had yeah. to tear her top off. Yes. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then in the woods, there's, there's camo, uh, camo Jason, right? If there's a guy in like a hockey mask, uh -huh, but yeah, it's camouflaged. Yeah. I'm like, that cannot be the killer. Do not be camo Jason. So luckily yeah. they did not do that. Is that, um, the paintball, is that the paintball scene? Yeah, that's the paintball scene. Oh, yeah. I, have a note, <laughs> I have a note about that. And uh, when she got shot in the forehead, I was like, oh, okay, they're killing off the main character. That, that's pretty ballsy, you know? Yeah, and then the way she grabbed her forehead, I'm like, that's not the most believable death scene, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, it's a paintball. Okay, I got you. Ooh. Sorry, it's only paint. Oh, it's crazy. And then, and then, so, so the, the the guys are like, oh, what's going on? I'm, oh, I'm trying to go to town. You're trying to run to town? Uh, yeah, let us give you a ride. I'd be more afraid of those guys than a scarecrow in my house, seriously. And then when he drops her off, he's like, you you up for some casual sex? How about some meaningless sex? Yeah. What? Yep. I, I, good lord. Yeah. Good lord. I mean, like this acting is is horrendous. And and I looked, and it says they hired locals. I could tell. I could totally tell they hired locals. So going back to what Omar was saying about about the sheriff, I mean, she goes in and starts explaining what's happening, and the sheriff is going back thinking, I'm gonna be missing my softball game. Come on, lady, keep going. Break through your window now. You want me to give up my softball game now to go out to you? So there's either, there's two explanations for this. One, because this is this girl's hometown. She, she was probably just some prissy ass girl this entire time <laughs> that the sheriff is like, oh, I hate this girl. I'm glad she left for college and she's back. I don't even want to bother with this girl. Or it is the most disrespectful sheriff who doesn't want to do anything. Wonderful. Jesus Christ. In the world. I mean, could you imagine a leader who only thinks of himself and only wants to go play a sport like softball or golf yeah. and do nothing for his community? Could you imagine uh, a, a leader yeah. like that? Man, I couldn't. <laughs> and later on, later on, he, uh, he seemed like, see, he seemed like the only one that has a social life in the movie because 
Later on, uh, she calls about someone on her swing set outside, and he hangs up talking to himself, saying, I'm going to miss my poker game now. There goes the damn poker game. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. but yeah. He had above his desk, uh, above like his little little desk area. It was like a, a gone fishing or the day's shot oh, yeah. to hell or something. Yeah, yeah. it's got little yeah. bullet holes yeah. through it. Yeah, let me it was all like a, j- a jaded uh, Andy Griffith, like disgruntled <laughs> Andy Griffith character. <laughs> and, and, and when she's asking for his help and he's like, oh, you mean a brick was through your window? That's all. Well, you mean a body was hanging from your door? That's all. Yeah. Well, you mean blood was riding? That's all. I mean, I, I could imagine her saying, hey, Sheriff, Sheriff, the local grocery store is making me wear a mask. Oh, hold everything. Grab the militia. Let's go down there and stop these people from making you wear a mask. We have a constitutional duty to not have a mask on our face. We're going to fight to the death. Hey, hold on. Everybody in this town, grab your guns. Let's grab a militia. Let's go to the Michigan State House and tell those guys with our weapons. Let's do it. Could you imagine if that happened in real life? Forty sevens. <laughs> yeah. Good <laughs> lord. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, could you, I mean, looking at this at this uh, at this story, not only did it take four people to write, but uh, and it only took three days. Four people, three days to write this this movie. And an, an hour, they only filmed it in one day. One day. One day. One <laughs> night. That's it. One and, day is filming and two hours to film. I'm tired of everyone telling me what to do. Or <laughs> two hours to complete a project, right? Oh. Remember, no such thing as bad idea, guys. Just give me whatever ideas you have and I'll write it down. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, exactly. it is absolutely nuts. And, and Aaron, when, when you're saying that, you know, Tiny Tim is supposed to be the killer, like in the beginning, they're trying to make it look like he's the killer. Yeah. Because we've seen so many horror movies, we're like, okay, that's like a misdirection. We know it's going to be somebody else. But they did an actually good job when Tiny Tim went down into the hobbit hole, right? It's like this thing. He's like this mound and looks like a hobbit hole. And then it's her her mom there. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. It could could be him. Yeah. Right? So they did a pretty good job at misdirecting there. Oh, yeah. But but every time they showed the silhouette of the killer and he doesn't have crazy-ass clown hair, I mean, it's a total giveaway. Totally and the, the, the leather gloves. Yeah. yeah. So my so, first thought, my my first thought was like, that's so there's gonna be more than one killer, you know, because I was, it was just so ingrained. Um, just you know, you see a creepy clown, you right away think it's you know obviously up to no good. So my first thought was when it shows. Um, I think the first time we see the, the killer, I believe, with with the gloves and that is when uh, he uses the chloroform on Jill, I believe, and uh, yeah, I'm like that's definitely not Tiny Tim, and. Uh, you know, it's uh, my first thought was, yeah, there's more than one killer. That's that's an interesting take on it, you know. And um, there's some there's some scenes where I actually kind of got excited about maybe Tiny Tim will be able to pull off like uh, his acting chops. I'm here. You know, um, about 14 minutes in, you see from the from the back, you see someone tied to a chair, and uh, that's when he's talking to her. I think in in the uh, in the Hobbit hole. And um, that was actually a creepy scene, you know. And there's another scene where uh, he's in the church, you know, and uh, oh, yeah. he's, he actually shows a, a little bit of emotional range. In the double cure, save from wrath and make me pure. Uh, uh, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, you might actually 
be able to pull this off. And then about halfway through, you're like, oh, never mind, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so talking about Tiny Tim's emotional range and acting ability, do you know how they actually cast Tiny Tim in this movie? Mm-hmm. 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 So the, the, the director, Bill Rabane, attended a beer festival in Minnesota, oh, mm-hmm. and awesome. Tiny Tim was there, and he goes, he's scary? Let me ask him to be a scary-ass clown. <laughs> and he awesome. said yes, and that's how he got cast that's in this awesome. movie. That's great. Pretty, thought, pretty funny. And say, uh, they didn't have the budget for a clown costume. So Tiny Tim brought his own from home. Oh, yes, Tiny God. Tim owned his very own clown costume. So he, he was practicing for this movie forever. Yeah, he's like, which one did he bring? I have several. Which one? <laughs> Should I wear my spring colors or my fall colors? You know what's awesome is, you know, the, the shots were, because they shot it in a day, that uh, totally makes sense because the, the, the makeup artist, whoever was doing the makeup and the editing, man, they were just... It was a masterpiece. <laughs> one shot. I mean, it was it within within the same twenty second frame. You know, shooting that she had like all this makeup on and then off. And I think you know, I even I almost messed it all up. And I sent photos of it through text. <laughs> you guys, but yeah, that was funny to me. So so Dylan, is this about the part that you shut this off? Because you know the mission the mission is to power through and watch through these horrible movies, but you had to stop it. And like the 45 minute mark. Can you tell us a little bit about the scene? You're just like, nope, I give up. Mission canceled. I, I think my brain kind of went into self, uh, self-defense self mode and kind of erased any memories I had of the movie. Um, I do remember the scene where the girls kind of going to the house going, oh, where are my parents? What's going on? I'm like, okay. Okay. Huh. Opening the opening Surprise, scene. Okay, screw oh, so, I can't so five minutes into the movie, though. So five. You made it five minutes. I'm done. <laughs> I that was literally six minutes and thirty seconds in <laughs> when she walks in the front door. So Dylan tapped out in the first five minutes. He's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, so so we we know we know who not to go into the dark woods with, uh, or, you know, with this group <laughs> because Dylan will quit right away. <laughs> you guys go ahead. <laughs> so I, I I will say this. So the 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 scene. So the 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 murderer, the killer at this point, mm-hmm. um, he he his motif is to tie people up by their ankles and then hang them downwards. When yeah. they actually slit the throats, it looked pretty real, right? I mean, like okay. it, it looked like the throat was actually opening up and blood was actually coming. Like I mean, that was pretty good for an eighty-seven special effect for a movie yeah. that was filmed in a day by Horwolf. Yeah. Their actors yeah. and direct. It was a pretty good job. So I give props to their props department. That was an actually really good scene. And let I me have tell to you. rip him. I have to rip him on, on on those special effects. There was one scene where she stabs him in the arm, and that arm wasn't. There's no way <laughs> was it like anywhere like near his body. It was like off on the side. Like you know, it was like it's totally a prop arm there. And he, like <laughs> she rammed this this like stick into the the, the, the elbow. And then it got stuck there, and then he started doing everything with the other arm, you know. And then, then you thought, oh, like, yeah, that arm was hella messed up. And then he switched arms when he was like trying to kill her again. And I was like, oh, whatever. So, so let's let's talk about that guy. So that is the guy. That's the real killer at the end when it's revealed who it is. But you know, the entire time you're thinking it's this Tiny Tim character because he's always appearing at this girl's door, and he's mm-hmm. saying, "Jill, I'm just here to protect you and make sure that you have coffee," and you know all of his things that he's saying. <laughs> And then his brother keeps coming in. Oh, my brother's crazy. I'm going to take him home. Oh, my brother's crazy. And so you kind of start thinking, wait a minute. 
you know, if our, if our horror minds are working and it's not tiny, it's gotta be this guy. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, this guy has the work when he's, when, when Jill is with her boyfriend. So her boyfriend comes down from college to, cause she's calling him saying, all this stuff is happening. Can you come and help me? And right. he's like, yeah, sure. I will. I'll come on down here and help you. <laughs> and so he comes on down here. And so of course he's like, first thing I want to do is take off your top. So they go downstairs and they start making out and stuff. And this guy, the, 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 um, the brother of, of Tiny Tim so is funny. looking through the window with this saddest look like, ooh, poor me. Ooh. I'm just like, good Lord, get, get over it. I love that his I love his pickup line when he finally approaches her. I believe it's like the next the next scene when he you know the boyfriend runs off and then she's by herself, so he lets himself in or whatever. And I think his pickup line he says to her is uh, how about a sisterly kiss? Character assessment will cost you Exactly. One cup of coffee and a sisterly kiss. So he like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I could do that. Yeah, she's like, okay, you know, it's uh, there's so many notes I have about that. You know, there's the there's so many awkward scenes. There's the the awkward. I said the awkward bathtub scene. Um, oh, yeah. someone, put bucket, someone put the bucket of blood in her shower or something, and then the bucket of blood falls on her. So he's cleaning her up, and she somehow oh, yeah, falls asleep. He falls asleep in the shower, so he carries her to the couch and proceeds to, you know, do uh, <laughs> ungentleman-like yeah. things. Okay? You're crazy! You're crazy! Get away from Don't me! Jill. It's all right, Jill. It's all so perfect. And that's like the most awkward, I literally wrote the most awkward nude scene probably was the couch scene. And that was, that was and, really the makeup scene. That was the makeup scene. But, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I have that in my notes too, and I wrote it down like this. I'm like, like I've seen a lot of horror movies, and, and yeah. they do, you know, and they at least respect the actresses, right? They'll cut, they'll like, you know, cut the scene or you barely brush across the breast and stuff. Well, this no, guy is going in there and, and pinching the nipple and, and sucking. Oh, yeah. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. This is not way to us. That's not Don't what a movie is supposed to. You're supposed to respect <laughs> the actress, not no, molest like, the no, actress. No, I was kind of <laughs> shocked at that. I was really shocked. Was, yeah. No, he Don't like there's nudity. Hold on, the second viewing. Oh, there was way more nudity than I thought. I mean, at the beginning, you, you thought maybe she, you know, when she got in the shower the first time, you know, you get the slight, you know, uh, picture of her buttocks and and and, yeah. and a, a slight side boob, and you're like, okay, you know, there's her one. But then the rest of the movie's like. I'm going to put chloroform on you and open up your shirt. I'm yep. going to put chloroform on you and right. take off your clothes. It's like, good yep. Lord. And when they finally semi show the killer's face, he's wearing pantyhose, guys. That's oh, yeah, his yeah. thing. Like, it's like, oh man, we're going to be like, oh, yeah. like Jason with the hockey mask, and we're going to yep, be like yep. Michael Myers with a, with a William <laughs> Shatner mask. What are we going to do, everybody? Nobody's done pantyhose yet. Oh, that's going to win. <laughs> the pantyhose killer. It yeah. works for us. Uh, it works for uh, home intruders and bank robbers in 80s <laughs> movies, you know, so it's got to work for this. Oh, <laughs> man. I was the, just the like, director, really? The director, <laughs> I think, put in a couple little, little like, Easter eggs or jokes or something because in her room when she got out of the shower, the first shower, you know, the nudity scene, she, she laid down, and then right above her bed, there's a, a poster of com Commando. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Commando movie. Right? Wasn't it, wasn't it on there? Did you guys see that? No, I missed that part. I saw I saw the Robin Williams picture. Yeah, that was in there, but not not the Commando. Do you think the Commando was a slight 
uh, kind of subtle thing saying she's not going to be wearing pants for the majority of <laughs> yeah, this movie. Exactly. He's going commando. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. You know, like, like so, so like Aaron, the senior, are talking about where, where uh, you know, I, and I, I don't have any any place in my notes where this brother's name is. Do you have his name? What's his name in the movie? No, I don't. Is oh, it wait. Gary? Oh. Gary, Gary is the creepy guy. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, so Gary. So Gary's the brother of, of Mervo. Right? And, and we haven't even mentioned his name. So Tiny Tim calls himself Mervo the Marvelous. Marvelous Mervo. Marvelous Mervo. That's hilarious. So Gary's his brother. So, I mean, Gary has it bad for this girl. Like, like they were like sweethearts in, in high school. and She broke his heart. I don't know. Yeah, he, and, and she left. And he's been pining for this girl forever. And she comes back in town and she says, but I have a boyfriend, and I was afraid of that. And his mind is like, I'm going to kill him. You can tell right there. But she is answering the phone nearly, I mean, the door nearly naked to this guy every time. I mean, come on. You're teasing this guy. I'm not saying that, that she's asking for anything. No, I would never say that. But I mean, in this guy's mind. It's all right, Jill. It's all so perfect. Just like old times, the two of us alone, needing each other. He's got to say, Am I in the friend zone? Am I out of the friend zone? How about a sisterly kiss? I mean, what are you doing? What's going on there? And the fact that she feels more comfortable, it seems to be, she feels more comfortable around the creepy ass clown than, than Gary. You know, it's a, uh, there's a scene where uh, it's nighttime and uh, uh, she hears a noise and, uh, you know, Tiny Tim walks in the door. I'm here. And I have this in my notes. It's uh, uh, late at night. And he walks in the room, and she goes, oh, boy, am I glad to see you. It's, Thank God you are, Murph. Like, in the middle of the night. It creeps well, she seems more annoyed by him, by, by the clown guy. Like, just like, like, a, like if he were, like, a, I don't know, just a little kid coming across the street or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Gary just, you know, he, he definitely, uh, I start picking up on the, uh, the, the creepy vibes, obviously, when uh, he asked her for the sisterly kiss. And I was like, okay, so <laughs> that's what. That's what this guy's character is. He's the creeper, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so and I don't know if you notice it. So the boyfriend, and, and I, can't, I don't know his name either. In, in the credits, he's listed as the boyfriend. Yeah, so no I'll name. Yep, so, the boyfriend. So, so the boyfriend, he's actually a well-known actor today. Like, he's oh, like the yeah. only person out of this whole movie, besides Tiny Tim, that is well-known. And his oh, name please. is Peter Krause. And so oh, Peter Krause, right now, currently, is in the, uh, the network TV show 911 as oh, wow. uh, a first responder. Um, he's also well known for the uh, HBO show Six Feet Under as one of the brothers. Oh, um, funny. He was on the critically acclaimed Sports Night, which was a really good show. And probably his most popular uh, character was as the main dad slash brother on the Parenthood TV show. So he's a well-known actor. And there is a, a little trivia here for him. And it's when he, when, he, when he finally goes to Jill and he's back and, and they're making out downstairs, Jill's taking off her pants and taking off her shirt. Mm. He refused to take off his jeans. Oh, yeah. he, he go, I will take off my shirt, but I refuse to take off my yeah. jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, am an, I am an actor. I, I have an English literature major from Gustavo's Adolfo's College. I refuse to take off my jeans. <laughs> but... But hey, I guess he, he knew that he had a, a future in film, so I guess he didn't want to be that quote-unquote nudity guy. Yeah. Um, but this was his very first film, um, and so he graduated high, uh, college in 1987, 
and was was cast in this exactly wow. that same year. So, you know, he That's knew big cool. things were coming, right? Blood Harvest. Jill, Jill should have learned her lesson. Obviously, keep her pants on and you get work, you know, because she was just very anxious to show full bush, you know, so she had no problem, you know. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And, well, I mean, that's why it's, it's, I guess that's why it's surprising this was her only film, right? If she, yeah. if she was willing to, to be that, uh, that final girl, right? And, and, and get new, you'd, you'd think, you know, some other budget movies would do this. But this is towards the end of that, 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 that low budget 70s, 80s era slasher yeah. movie, right? And so you're starting to get into, more of the horror sci-fi or or, or some yeah. other kinds of movies so so that yeah so that might might have held it off plus her acting was horrible so you know nobody's gonna look at this saying oh she's gonna be great for our movie um so that could be could be an issue um, i have uh i have a note here also um you mentioned earlier about the realistic uh throat slashing scenes and i actually have a note in here and i was actually impressed um there's a scene i can't remember who it is i think it's uh i think it's jill's friend who goes to, to comfort her oh, yeah. and she leaves and the killer gets her. Um, mm -hmm. It's a pretty long scene. He drags her um, to the barn where he, he hangs her uh, by her feet or whatever. And that long scene uh, it did not look like a stunt double. It looked like her. And it was a pretty physical scene. I was actually impressed that uh, the actress went through with that because that was a really yeah, um, It looked like he probably would, would have hurt her ankles and everything. It was just like it was straight on. Yeah, straight up. Not even like it looked like it wasn't edited or anything like that. It just was straight up long scene of him, her being dragged and hung up and everything. And I was like, God damn, <laughs> like she went through a lot in that scene. Yeah, and every, everybody being hung from their ankles was a real person. It wasn't a dummy. Yeah. So yeah. all of those actors had to sit there every take hanging. Yeah. That yep. reminds me, as you watch, when you see them all dangling there, like beef jerky, right? You, see, you look at their the expression, they're, they're actually twitching. You can see the move. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, you're on movie. Hey, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quiet, you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was one scene uh, I did have a note on. Uh, I think Omar touched upon um, inconsistencies or, um, you know, bad job editing. There's uh, the scene where Jill gets uh, chloroformed and he takes pictures of her topless. It shows him putting together some kind of sick uh, jigsaw on the wall, and um, she's wearing a bra in the pictures. Yeah. I was like, that was very gentleman-like of him. You know, he decided to censor his collage of her, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Aaron, you said this earlier, too. This soundtrack is horrible. I mean, I the, the synth, I, I don't know, the synth music throughout, I'm like... Like, they didn't want to pay for anything. <laughs> it, it, it sounded like a cheap, I mean, extremely cheap knockoff of the synth music um, from <laughs> Legend. Remember the beginning of Legend oh, with Tom yeah. Cruise and he's going through like the fairy uh, forest Legend, and yeah. you have the... Yeah. It was a cheap version of that. I, I, every time it happened, like, good Lord. Oh, this is horrible. I, I want to hear the... Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> some thing of that. Not. I would even music. prefer Tiny Tim ukulele the entire time <laughs> yeah, in that synth music. Her, but Might as well you, use him. He's, he's a musician. Okay, Dylan. So <laughs> <laughs> you you cut out you cut out there. I hear you. Huh? You cut out. <laughs> oh. Tiny Tim is a musician. Use him. My treasure it always will be. 
though it's threadbare and worn since the day I was born. Yeah, for the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's an award-winning musician. Like, bubbles. When she was listening to the radio, when she was laying down, you know, after the shower scene, she laid down, she was listening to her, her beats, and she's like, oh, yeah, this is hella good music. I was like, what is this? This is like... This can't be the radio. <laughs> so was that the uh, was that the uh, dancing? I have a note on here. Dancing bombless for no reason. Uh, that was uh, uh, an amazing scene when, yeah. when Jim it just starts dancing for absolutely no reason. Um, That's when her her boyfriend left and she's alone for a little bit yeah. right before Gary comes in and she gives that sisterly kiss. That's probably that's the scene, right? Yeah, I have a bunch of notes about just the random ass scenes, and I I just have to prefix all this by saying uh. I love, absolutely love, uh, cheesy ass horror movies. I, I, nothing I like better than. I'm a big nerd when it comes to shit like this. I literally have in the credits that I loved the horrible ass music. I loved the monotone dialogues. I loved the bad editing. I love. If you are a, a fan of just downright horrible ass horror movies, this is probably going to be one that you'll want to watch. Uh, definitely. Uh, just the random uh, bottomless dancing scene. There's a random, she just grabs a teddy bear and just starts cutting the giant ass teddy bear. And what, what I thought was hilarious is uh, when her friends gain attack, for some odd reason, they decide to jump to Jill cutting with a giant ass teddy bear. <laughs> and they literally, they literally go from that scene, that image, to the girl being with her throat slit. Like it literally just goes like, for some reason, we're going to edit together, uh, jump back and forth between her friend being assaulted and Jill cuddling with a giant ass teddy bear, you know. At that point, right at the side, right on the side of the, the, as they're running in and out of the house, which is just stupid. I didn't even understand. Like they're just leaving the door open, right? Yeah. This is like how, how they do it. But um, so the right of the door, there's a pitchfork, and I keep thinking they're gonna use that pitchfork. They're gonna use it. <laughs> they never do. <laughs> it's like what? That's not horrible. <laughs> and then I have one question on here. Um, I don't remember who got assaulted with it. Maybe it was Jill's boyfriend. Was that a wiffle ball bat that he got hit with? In the <laughs> Probably. And, and yellow, a yellow ass wiffle ball bat, and he was down to count like it's he like, was. Just, we don't. We need. We need a, an object to bludgeon him with. What do we have? I don't know. Go down to the Walgreens. They got a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> yeah, bro, yeah, don't actually hurt him. You hit him, but don't actually hurt him. So use a wiffle ball bat. Yeah, exactly. It was. We can't afford a lawsuit. Not even trying to, to look like anything but a, a yellow, I think it was a yellow ass football bat. It was like not even attempting to like paint it brown or something. It was just oh. straight up like look like a football bat. I, I got to change courses real quick. Just on the overall, uh, the, the, the story, the, uh, the girl, uh, first off, they were, yeah, they're throwing off, you know, who could, who could possibly be this murderer? And she, is obviously not liked in the film by the townspeople because of her family's history. Because of the family, the dad is is a banker or something, or a real estate agent or something. No, the banker. banker. I'm I'm gonna take your farm. Yeah, I'm gonna take your farm. Yeah, so they're taking the farms. Uh, yeah, and so everybody's pissed off at her. And I'm like, why the hell is she staying there? The parents aren't around. Did yeah. she call them beforehand or what? This, this is like the stupidest thing. She's like staying sticking around for what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you know this 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 whole thing, right? It goes back to the beginning, the flashback, right? Where where the people are getting put into the the ambulance yeah. and taken away. It's Gary yearning out the window that his parents are dead because yeah. they killed himself because Jill's family took their yeah. farm yeah. and they felt like they had nothing else to live for. Yep. And and the whole purpose was he wanted the town to feel sorry for him. So he made it look like a murder instead of a suicide. 
He removed the barrel that Papa stood on and made it look like murder. That way, people would feel sorry for us. It's like, mm. oh, something is wrong with this guy. He, he, yeah. he, he just wants everybody. It's like that, with that <clears throat> Nightingale syndrome or the syndrome where you, 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 you know, people die, but you're the one that takes care of all the people. Yeah. It's, it's one of those syndromes. I'm sure there's a horror movie about it. Um, <laughs> but but I mean, it, yeah, but the whole the whole movie, right? It's it, it, at the you you think, you know, Tiny Tim finally bites the dust, right? He he goes in and, and shows Jill the whole real reality. He goes, yeah. I don't even know where this cabin is. Apparently, everything is close to each other except town, because yeah. she has <laughs> to run through the the, the woods to it. But he takes her to this this woodshed or something and says, look at our family. Mommy and daddy killed themselves, but Gary didn't like it. So we said that they were killed and everybody felt sorry for us. But don't tell anybody because Gary said I should not tell. Oh no, Gary. I didn't say anything. Gary, on the engine, I didn't. <laughs> he gets killed. That's basically the scene. And, oh, and so you think, you think, oh, okay, Gary's gone. I mean, you know, Tiny Tim's gone. Mar the Marvelous murbo has gone. But guess who saves the day? Marvelous Mervo. Marvelous Mervo. Marvelous Mervo. <laughs> I know. So at the end, and, and you know, I, I can't even remember the end. I mean, Dylan, I made it to oh. the end, I promise. I remember. But I can't even remember the end. How did it end? After Marvelous Mervo kills his brother Gary, and, you, and people, if you're listening, don't say, don't ruin it for me. We want to watch. Dude. It's 33 years after the fact, okay? You're late to the party. We just showed up a little bit earlier than you, okay? Let me tell you. You <laughs> haven't seen it by now. Your chances are not going to see it. You're not so, really spoiling anything for you. So, and, and in fact, you know, this podcast is actually going to be longer than the amount of time Dylan actually watched the movie. So exactly. we'll leave it at that. But who remembers the ending? So after Marvelous Murbo killed think, Gary, do they just walk out of the thing? Do the police come? What happens? Didn't well, let me let me tell you. I I tried. I watched the the I watched it in in two segments. You know, I watched the first about half hour, and then I watched the last hour the next day. Um, and I next morning I was thinking the same thing you thought. I'm like, how the hell did it end? I don't remember. So I had to go back and watch like the last five minutes. Um, I made a note about how it was funny that uh, Mar Merv marvelous Merv whatever the hell his name is. He gets shot like in the abdomen, like he's shot in the side, in the stomach, whatever he gets shot at, and you no assume, blood in it. Yeah, well, you assume he's down for the count, you know. But there was no blood later on. Because yeah. he was filled with cotton candy and rainbows <laughs> and butterflies. Yeah. He's marvelous, you know. Marvelous people don't bleed, you know. So, uh, he, of course, saves the day. He shoots Gary, and Gary gets shot like in the shoulder, like just and. We have to assume that he's dead. He gets shot in the shoulder. He goes down for the count, you know? Um, I think – I don't remember any cops showing up. Omar could probably uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But I remember, uh, you know, Marv is c uh, consoling uh, Jill, and they walk out of the barn or whatever, and uh, the camera zooms in or slowly goes in on uh, Gary and with his shoulder wound and his eyes shoot open. Yes. His yes, eyes open. So, so that that's why it leads us into our next segment. Name the sequel. Okay. <laughs> so so we have this movie, Blood Harvest, right? And there's no tagline to it, the harvester of blood. I don't have no idea. <laughs> but so Gary wakes up. So they're assuming this movie's gonna be great. It's gonna be the greatest thing since Friday the 13th. We have to have Gary stay alive so there can be a sequel. <laughs> Everybody, there's not. But if there was, if this was an alternate reality. 
who can tell me a hilarious sequel and a tagline or something for this movie? Who's got <laughs> one for me? Uh, I got one. There you go. Harvest season. This time, Gary <laughs> is still alive. I don't know. Play about Gary. But it has to be it has to be the marvelous Mar- marvelous Mar- Marvin. Mar- the re- revenge of Marvelous Marvin or something. He flips out this time. It has to be the obvious, the brother. This time he's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, Blood Harvest 2, Sin in the Clowns. And then they sing, they sing the song and they all cry. Yeah, exactly. So, I, was, I was thinking that Gary had the most pitiful look on him when, when Jill was, was, was uh, uh, making out with, with her boyfriend. So I thought... <laughs> Blood Harvest 2, the har- harvester of sorrow. Right? And, and, and with it, they can replace the entire soundtrack with 80s era Metallica. Perfect. That would make the ultimate movie at the end. And I, I think, you know, Tiny Tim, uh, he's obviously the one that flips this time, you know, and uh, he, uh, as he slaughters his victims, he could, as he's stabbing them, he could sor- sorrowfully sing, you know, everybody loves a clown, why don't you? You know, as he's killing his victims. You know, there it so. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we, we named the sequel. Now name the family-friendly kids' TV show spinoff. Oh, shit. What is the family-friendly kids' TV show spinoff of this movie? The Kooky Clown. The Kooky Clown. <laughs> the Kooky Clown. <laughs> Marvelous Marvin and Bobo or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bobo, oh, Bobo. Yes, because every every clown needs a chimp, right? A monkey. So there you go. And the Bobo. Perfect. Aaron, what about you? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, instead of Blood Harvest, it could be uh, uh, Marvin's Red Farm, you know? So it's kind of like... <laughs> so, so here's mine. You ready? Okay. Fun Harvest with the Marvelous Marvo. We will there tickle your insides. At your service, Marvelous Mervo, that's my name. And I'll do my best to entertain you with magic and laughter. that's my game. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, so on... Swim, uh, <laughs> so on Internet Movie Database, where I get mm-hmm. my official, is this a horror movie or is it not? And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, if there's when it says uh, genre, if there's horror in it, I'm considering it a horror movie. So um, the Internet Movie Database says this is a 4.5 out of 10. Wow, that's Which, pretty what, generous. What you, what would you rate this? So Dylan, we know what you would rate this. We would, you would rate this under 10 because that's the amount of time that you watched it under 10. <laughs> um, Omar, what would you, what would you rate this movie? They they had a budget, they they had good their intent you know good intentions in making a good film I think, <laughs> so uh, with that I'd have to give them somewhere between a three to four so about three four something like that three point four, good Aaron what about you, yeah before Omar said that I was thinking a solid three um, like I said I, I I have to look at it uh, a totally technical aspect because like I said I absolutely adore horrible ass horror movies so i mean uh, i loved it for for being a complete shit show you know um it was <laughs> like i said if you love horrible ass uh horror movies uh you will love this movie but from a technical aspect it, you know the 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 mono the the horrible monotone dialogues and and just the horrible ass music and the, the horrible acting and everything is 
You know what? I'll give it a four because, like I said, there were some good scenes. Like uh, when she was being dragged, there was a really physical scene, a physical uh, scene in the movie, and there were a couple of good creepy parts. I felt like um, I think a solid four out of ten. You know, I, I kind of agree. Like, I'm going to give one point because I think the slitting of the throat, which is a really important aspect of this movie, they did a really good job. So there's one point. I'm going to give another point to kind of the bait and switch. You know, they kind of yeah. did a really good job at introducing the clown and you can kind of think, oh, he's not really going to be. But then they show him with the mom. So I'm going to give another point for that. And then I'm going to give a two for Tiny Tim. You know, I think he did a pretty good job in this movie. I yeah. mean, if, he, if they actually went all in, if, if they said, you know what, we are going to make Tiny Tim the killer clown. He's going to be super creepy. I think this movie could have been amazing, not yeah. have been the pitiful, sorrowful brother who just yeah. wants a girlfriend. That's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if it was Tiny Tim, I'm going to cut your throat tonight, and I am going <laughs> to play with the insights now. If there was something like that, like chilling, it this movie could have been up to about a six or a 6.5. Oh, yeah. yeah. um, but they didn't. right? So yeah. I don't think they used Tiny Tim enough. I think he's an American treasure, and I think I, I think this movie is a testament to his life. So I'm gonna give it a solid four for that. And 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 listeners, trust us. We may not be in the movie industry, but we watch a crap ton of movies, so yeah. you can trust our ratings, right? Um, so uh, I thought this was fun. You have enough expertise. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I have a question. Yeah. What was the the moral tale? Of this the, movie. the moral tale was yeah. if your parents commit suicide, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Never go to a creepy farm. That's the moral of the tale. Yeah. Eric? Always, always trust a clown. Always <laughs> trust a clown, you know? And possibly you can't go back home. <laughs> right? You can't go home again? <laughs> it's the old adage, right? You can't <laughs> go back home again. <laughs> You can you can always go home again, but the sheriff won't give a crap about you, and a scary ass clown is gonna ruin your life. Yeah, fair warning. So, I incredibly enjoyed this, and and you know we are recording this during the COVID pandemic, and I you know it's one of those things where you know we, we used to do this every freaking weekend when we were in high school, and Omar. We used to do this when we were in when we were six or seven years That's old. I, I, I we'd sneak down seeing... to your to your mom's TV and we'd watch yeah. all these old horror movies on local yep. channels, right? So I am I'm enjoying this immensely, and I think these missions are incredible. And and we didn't tell the group, you guys don't know what movie I'm going to send you on a mission on. Right. You you get no, the movie. No. It's blank. There's no title. There's nothing around it. So you're going into it not knowing if you've seen it before. Yeah. You're going into it not reading any reviews. You're going into it with a bl blank slate. That's true. And you may be leaving it feeling sorry that you wasted your life and time on this <laughs> movie. But, but, but at least we get to spend time talking about these. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, and we, we promise, you know, if, if, if we watch a movie and it's amazing, we're going to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, but if absolutely. it is horrible, we are going to lampoon yeah. you <laughs> until no <laughs> end. I don't care if you are a 33-year-old horror movie. I have to say, I, I, well, Aaron is a fan of, you know, real crap movies. I, I, I mean, sorry, I don't mean to say it that way, but I mean, crappy horror movies. Oh, no, Omar, I, I've tried, I've tried. I, 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 I don't know, I, I, I die a little bit inside, like Dylan does, I die a little bit inside when I see one. I, I see about 10, 15 minutes, and I know where it's going, and I go, no, and I shut it off. <laughs> so it's painful, but I did it for the group. So there, there was a saying in high school, 
oh, that's an Aaron movie. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what that meant, right? Absolutely. And if there was ever a vampire, that's a Dylan movie. So yeah. you know, there, there, there are these tropes. But, but what we're doing is we're just, we have a, a vast collection of movies. We get them without knowing what they are. It's blank. And we just watch it with eyes wide open and free intentions. And, and um, we're going to give everybody our, our complete honest opinion. And um, we hope you enjoyed this inaugural episode. We plan on doing much more. Um, and, and we just enjoy being just amazing, great friends as we've grown up into people. <laughs> I want to say a great, great human being, but we've grown up into people. And, um, you know, no, no, matter, no matter where you are listening to this, um, we all live in the same state. And that's the great state of denial. And uh, when, when, when you live in when you live in denial, all of these movies can be enjoyable. So exactly. um, I, I just want to say, you know, thank you to my lifelong friends for uh, joining me on this mission. And next week's mission, I'm not going to tell you the name, but it is promised to be one of the best horror movies with the best practical horror effects of any movie nice. out there. So nice. as soon as we're done recording this. I am gonna send you on your mission number two. Are you nice. guys ready? Yes. yes. Sure. All right. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of Mission Horror. If you liked this episode, please leave us a comment. Um, you may find us on all the different podcasters that are out there: Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor FM, Spotify. So we're on all your favorite casting locations. And if you'd like <laughs> us to uh, review a movie please recommend it to us. Leave us a message. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Mission Horror. You can definitely uh, get us there. Or you can send us an email at missionhorror at gmail.com. So before we leave everybody, does anybody want to say anything else to our audience? Hey, it's only going to get funnier. We are kind of brushing off the rust uh, to this. And um, um, we, we have no set time. Sometimes we may be able to get through something in 30 minutes. Sometimes we're going to laugh our asses off and go through at, at a much longer pace. But once again, if you enjoy this like we do, please definitely share this link out and uh, join the Mission Horror team. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of the Mission Horror Initiative. And until next time, may the horror be with you. Thanks, everybody. Good night and good luck. Don't go into the woods. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. It's time for us to go.